Welcome back to the Anime Enthusiast Podcast. I am Zach. Joining me today, we have Mason. Hello. And Mr. Wren. Hello. And uh, we're going to be talking about our three anime, uh, three specific ones. We're going to be talking about the one that brought us into our love of anime because we are all nerds. Very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about one we can always binge, you know, one we can come back to and watch and you still remember every part of it, but you love watching it all the time. And then uh, a guilty pleasure, a guilty pleasure anime. So I'm expecting spicy takes. Spicy. And uh, yeah, does anyone want to start? Um, I guess I can start off. Uh, the anime that got me into anime, I think we've talked about it definitely recently, but like uh, one of the first conversations I had with Zach about anime and stuff like that was a uh, Devil May Cry. Ooh. Devil May Cry is a part of the Devil May Cry series. It's officially canon to the video game storyline. Mm-hmm. Every episode seems episodic, but like it's kind of like an overarching arc that you could see it as like different chapters in the video game, but no filler. So like it seems kind of out of place at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but the animation in it is very crisp, clean. All the fight scenes are very like short, concise, but powerful. And the intro guitar riff in that is just so, mm, mm-hmm. so nice. It also lends that it's only 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. So you really can't like fill it out with anything more. Everything kind of makes sense in the whole show. I It's, it's so good. I truly enjoy it. It's so good. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. How would you pitch that to me? If you've ever played the Devil May Cry series or played any of the games, it's uh-huh. done by the voice cast of the video games. Uh-huh. So like all the voice actors from the video games are also the ones from the anime. If you're looking for something that is kind of episodic, but like has a vague overarching plot and you want to see some nice sword fights, some gunfights and just some really interesting like demon-esque stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a really so, so like early what, 2000s what is- like art style, I'd say mid 2000s. It's not quite CGI and it's not quite hand-drawn. It's kind of that mixed, like, I guess it's computer graphic, but they don't do the lazy animation style. Everything Mm -hmm. is animated in and of itself. The art style is really well detailed. Mm -hmm. It is in and of its own genre. I mean, the first... Would it look like um, the Into the Spider-Verse movie? Almost no, no, no. no. I mean, Into the Spider Verse is just it's, it's because it's so cinematic masterpiece. Why? Well, okay. I, I, I kind of get what you mean. Maybe I got to check out Devil May Cry. What's like? Uh, what's the world like? Or um, what really drew you in? Um, so I think because like I, I played the games, I played the games, and I was looking up like what's the next game, and they're like, "Have you seen the anime?" I was like, "Well, I've seen like bits and pieces of Naruto, Bleach, like all the standard stuff from our childhood and stuff like that, Pokemon, yeah. Yu Gi Oh." And like I was like, all right, like I guess I have nothing to do. And like they just added it on Netflix, and that was the big thing. And I was middle schoolish, I would say. I just I don't know why it just seemed to resonate with me. The guitar solo just like hit me to the core, and then like the lighting in it is very nice. Like the because uh, it's like that two thousands lighting, so like you can see what's going to happen depending on the lighting. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's about to die or something, kind of like John Wick. Yeah, like how they have that artistic lighting but like it's like like there's themes to the lighting yeah yeah like okay. the light the brighter lights could be like yes this person is like safe but also there's something looming behind them kind of thing oh okay okay i see what you mean the character design mm-hmm. uh dante because it is truly dante is you know stoic he's funny he has his love of strawberry milkshakes which is a running gag through the whole thing mm-hmm. Um, the monster designs. His sword is probably one of my favorite things. The design of it, the shadowing on it is very crisp and clean. And like all the, all the swiping he does, all the stabbing, all the shooting he does, everything just seems to have a reason. I guess. Uh-huh. It um, was definitely one of the first shows I binged when I found it randomly. And I remember I, was, I knew about the games, 
I couldn't play the games because my parents adhered to the ESRB ratings. Darn you for listening. Mm -hmm. But I could watch the show because the show was... TV 14? Well, yeah, my parents didn't know what anime was, so... (laughs) There you go. Yeah, and you find that easy stream in a... I've definitely rewatched it two or three times. Yeah, I just recently binge watched it when I was watching some uh, Twitch streams of uh, Devil May Cry, and I was like, oh, man. So do you watch the dub or sub? I watched it dub because I played the video games. Uh-huh. If you play the Japanese video game or the English video game, depending on what voice you want, is the same voice cast for either or. Oh, so if you yeah, want, if you yeah. play the game in the Japanese, you have the Japanese actors playing the, doing the anime. Mm-hmm. Vice about, versa. What about you, Zach? I've done both. Done both. Yeah, um, and I believe the anime is officially licensed by Capcom. Yes, right? it is officially oh. canon. It so, happens between since, I think four and five. Yeah, since Capcom technically owns the uh, the rights to the show they've done a really good job with both dante's voice actor and dub is definitely my favorite that cocky just it's the cockiness that Mm -hmm. comes off in the english accent i think the japanese voice actor does a really good job don't get me wrong and i have no problem reading subtitles for anyone that's gonna flame me for not liking sub because that's usually what i watch yeah um but just like with dragon ball z i like the dub yeah all right um, and and that was your that the was, anime that, that was the, got, the one that got me really into it. Oh wow! And then that also introduced me to uh, Guru Lagan like two weeks later, and that oof, oh that one holds a special place in my heart. But like uh, for the one that I always come back to, mm-hmm. I've been watched. I had I was even driving over here, I was debating between the two. But I'm gonna go as a basic bitch. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. The world building in that thing is just so great, and the animations and the characters and. Mm-hmm. Everything is the story. Everything holds up like because I was also debating between SAO because like I've watched that the first season of SAO so many times mm-hmm. and then grazed through the uh, the Elfheim arc. And then, <laughs> and well, then you don't GGO. like the pointy ears. No, it's not the what pointy ears. Pointy like, ears. It's, <laughs> it's like there's like it seems like bam, Kirito gets in the bridge scene where he turns into the beast. Uh, that that boss that he soloed. Oh, um, and then Gleamize, yeah, yeah, and then the tower. Like it just seems like there are points points missing in my memory that like yeah. I didn't really care about. It really feels like they just switched up writers in the middle of that show. It really does. Um, yeah, it's well, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Well, it's also the reason why no one likes that arc. Like, yeah. yeah. So I, like, yeah. Best, most hated villain I've ever seen. Kitagari. The you're talking about the the main Kaiba Akihiba Kaiba, Kaiba. yeah Kaiba. Okay. Kaiba. Yeah, so it's really interesting that the anime that got you started into anime, right? Uh, mm. Something gritty. I don't know if it's the same for Zach, but for me, I know 100% it's, it was Attack on Titan. Oh, like, Because, yeah. you know, we all grew up watching like Pokemon, Naruto. Yeah, yeah. Like, like everybody Z. watched it, but yeah, like, to really like it. connect yeah. is like something and th- different. And this wasn't until like my freshman year of high school. That's when the first season of Attack on Titan came out and... When I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, this is anime? Yeah. The, like, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Attack on Titan was your first year of high school? I think so. Fuck, I was in college. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continuing on from me, continuing to bald and mauled. Uh, so AO, AOT, yeah, what AOT. brought you into it? So I was a drama kid. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the drama department already watched anime especially like our upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. So they would always tell us like, oh, you should watch this, you should watch that. Mm-hmm. And usually they would kind of differ from each other, mm-hmm. but this was the only show that they all collectively were just like, you need to watch this. Mm-hmm. You, you got to watch this. Everything about it is great. This, this and that. There, there's the blood and there's really badass characters and 
oh my god you just gotta watch it and i'm yeah. just like okay I, I okay fine yeah you know it came out on netflix Mm-hmm. And I just sat down through on the first episode. And once I got through the first episode, I, my jaw was just open. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to watch more. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I know the moment that you're talking about. That yeah, your jaw yeah, was it uh, yeah, when I, they the very, zoomed the in? Very on, end. Yeah, when they zoomed on Aaron's eye. Yeah. Like just the detail in the, uh, that. See, well, one for, of the most visually stunning shows I've ever for seen me, in my life. Yeah, for me, it was the, the, re, the rep, it, For me, it was the um, representing blood with flower petals. Oh yeah, that to me that was really powerful, and I still think it's super powerful today. Like, well, first of all, it's just a super clever technique. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really bittersweet in the moment because mm-hmm. you know it's a bunch of blood, but it looks like a bunch of beautiful flowers just going through the wind. But yeah, ever since then, I read the manga for Attack on Titan. I yep. keep up with it monthly, and I'm really excited for season four. So. Yeah, yeah. Just need that's to the the, uh, the show with the Game of Thrones plot armor. You don't have plot armor. You don't have plot. No, armor. No. no. You you can no. and every, will die. Every character is subject to death. I remember how how many people gave up on the show the second that Titan chomped off Aaron's arm, and everybody's like, "Oh, fuck the show." Was I'm, episode I'm four, four or something. Like I that. think it was five, uh, four or five. Yeah, it was like the first big battle. Yeah. yeah, actually, I know for sure it was five. Yeah. Episode five. I think it was the first time you couldn't predict plot armor. Yeah. And that's not rare, but I, at least for anime, it can be. They were yeah. some, I mean, early Naruto, Bleach, Inuasha. Gura Lagan had a, had a really like a, oh, you think you're special? Nah. Especially Berserk. Oh my God. Oh, Berserk. God. Like, every, like no one could tell what the hell was going on. Who was Nobody gonna still live can. Thing. No, yeah, that's yeah. true. And now that they've switched animation styles, everyone's like, oh, I don't care anymore. Well, yeah, even reading it is like apparently a lot farther. Like I've poked in or read it. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I thought you died. I thought he, he's dead. <laughs> like, yeah. Why are you back? Who is what is happening? Yeah, that's the thing with like Attack on Titan. I noticed like with all these other shows, especially their, the manga, there have been such long hiatuses where the only hiatus with Attack on Titan was a what a five year gap between season one, season two. Yes. Well, that was a time jump. There was like, no, 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 like, like literally, literally five, like 2013 oh, oh, to 2018. Okay. You're talking about, okay. I thought yeah, you were talking the, about like, the, uh, the fi- mangas. The physical time, time we experience. Okay. I thought, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, oh. but that entire time, the manga was still going and yeah. it's mm-hmm. only gotten better and better, in my opinion. Me watching the anime was the introduction for me to anime. Mm. The same thing with the manga. Mm-hmm. It introduced me to what manga is. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just got picked up by Attack on Titan and I'm still running with it yeah there is a sub and a dub for that right yes yes you don't watch the dub I'm no assuming. yeah no i have reasons that's fair. it's purely because the the main character the english voice actor for the main character i don't think he does a good a job as the japanese counterpart i think that happens in a lot of shows mm-hmm. I, there's something about english as a as a language that it's very boring yeah. In Japanese, I feel like I hear more expression of emotion or I feel mm-hmm. more of expression of emotion, yeah. even though I'm looking at words on a screen that I'm reading because I don't yeah. understand Japanese. But you can hear the afflection and what's going on with that person. Yeah. Voice. Like I, as a Japanese speaker, I hear all of this going on on top of understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just sells it way more for me. And although I understand English, I could speak English pretty fluently. Oh, God, you weren't speaking Japanese this whole time? Oh, oh my God. no, you got, wait, podcast listeners can't read the subtitles? Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway, to me, it just sounds cringy, almost, the English counterpart. Yeah. 
like in general or just Aaron? Just uh, just talk, Aaron. Just Aaron. Yeah. yeah just, just Aaron. Aaron. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, like Mika, the Mikasa uh, English counterpart voice actor. She does a terrific job, and yeah. I think she sells the character quite well. Same thing with uh, Levi. Yeah. Erwin, uh, he does pretty good. Like yeah. pretty much the whole cast is pretty good to me, except for Aaron. Yeah. Which is really funny because when uh, an abridged series on YouTube came out, which is like a parody version of yeah, it, right? The, the Team Four Star one. Yeah. That Aaron English voice actor was way better yeah. than who was casted for the official English release. Yeah. And Team Four Star does a really good job for like all all their things. They oh, just yeah. start they just started a Doctor Stone one like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I don't watch abridged. I, you guys always tell me to, especially DBZ. The Dragon Ball one is just so funny. If you go back and watch classic Dragon Ball Z, because they, they've had so many different iterations of it. Mm-hmm. Budokai, Kai, Z. Yeah. Vegeta's voice actor, the way he does Vegeta every single time, each rendition is better. So if you go back and listen to the original Vegeta voice actor versus what he's doing now, wildly better. They take the best parts of what's happening in Super mm-hmm. and they use that kind of style for Vegeta. And also Piccolo, he does all of his meditation scenes. Okay, well now that's, this is just a bunch of dead frames of him just staring off to something because we couldn't figure out what to do. Team Four Star does really well. Is anytime Piccolo is a person, that's now a permanent voice in his head. Oh no! So he can like have all these conversations whenever he's talking to somebody. So that dead frame space mm. is now like like it helps. Used up. Yeah, used up and helps tells his motivations and stuff like that. Huh. Hmm. Zach, what got you into anime? Oh, dude, I've been watching anime for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what started it all? So I want to say Toonami back in the day when they used to throw all those on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the kid that went on Fox Kids TV at Saturday morning at 8 in the morning. Sonic X, oh, baby. Man. Bro, those, those shows. But I wanted to watch Naruto, and I never was able to watch all of it together. So I went and tried to find a, a streaming website, right? And on, on this website, I see this show. And at the time, I was in high school, and I was playing football. It caught my eye, and it was called Shield 21. Oh, I... I had a feeling you were going to say that one. Listen, man. Listen. Look, I play football too. Like I, I'm not familiar you. with it. I'm going to just guess. Is it a football anime? No, it's actually badminton. Oh, dang. No, it's football. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways. Um, no. So, I so sh- what was the title of this anime again? I, well, so in the Japanese is Ice Shield Nijuichi or mm-hmm. Ice Shield 21. Yeah. Um, which is just simple because his number is 21. Yeah. And he wears uh, a and his tin. Na- and his name is Nijuishi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, Kobaya Kawasena. Oh. Um, so his name's not the number? Nijuichi? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, because he has this incredible ability to just run really fast. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's the start of the show. And it's it's his growing up throughout the entirety of, I think it's 140 episodes or something like that. Something like that. Great. Uh <laughs> For some reason, character confidence building show. Yeah, but for some reason, their quarterback always has machine guns, and whenever he's pissed, he just starts shooting them in the air. <laughs> what? Yes, he looks like the he de- looks he, like the devil. He looks like the devil. Is, is this their football is team? Is something what? the devils, right? The devil bats. Yeah, devil the bats. demon, the demon devil bats. Is is this how? Japan thinks of American football. Yes. Yeah. Is it, oh, dude. They 100%. no. At one point in the middle of the show, they go to America and they do this death march. Right. It's a <laughs> two thousand mile trek of them just training to do different things. The main character's learning how to juke. Basically, he's learning how to do a short step juke. The linemen are pushing a truck for two thousand miles. Oh Jesus! But it's quintessential anime, right? Anime protagonist starts out. He's really powerful. For the low level he starts, mm-hmm. then he gets destroyed. Um, the scaling is just yeah, wax him on his ass, <laughs> pretty much. And then 
they start recruiting more friends. Mm-hmm. They get this guy, his name's um, Raimon Taro, but they call him Monta because they're Joe Montana. Yes. <laughs> um, and he looks like a monkey. And so the cover running gag is that he looks like a monkey and that's, you know, continues through the whole thing, but he's a great receiver. Uh-huh. The whole of the show is, is they're trying to figure out this kid's identity because he's this unknown school who has this star athlete that nobody knew about. Because Except he was for a, two people on the team, the original three members of the team were him, the quarterback, and the center. Yeah, I played center, and so I weirdly enough identified with the big boy, the big boy, because I was that fun-loving kind of just joking yeah. around dude that like cared about the sport, cared about winning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it, there's a lot of good feels. There's a lot of good comedy. Mm-hmm. A lot of running gags they reuse. But the transition from traditional to anime was that. And that was the first time I ever actually, actually did a sub. Oh. Because the rest of watch was dubbed. Toonami. Yeah. Yeah. Was it weird for you watching sub for the first time? No, because I can read. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I got over the one inch barrier of subtitles. It's funny that you bring up the one inch barrier of having to read. It's really gotten to the point, especially in my household, where we just have subtitles on all the time. Yeah. My yeah. dad's the only one that doesn't like subtitles. Really? I mean, yeah. I do subtitles for English shows. Yeah. yeah. There's sometimes where they just like whisper something, but I also like when it's closed captioned death scream or something like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Panics in Spanish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but going back to my point, if you don't, or if you have never, sports anime are lit. Kuroko mm-hmm. No Basket is the best basketball. Kuroko No Basket is DBZ, the basketball show. Yes. They're just constantly powering up. Haikyuu is one of my favorite uh, sports shows. Ace of Diamond, uh, Hajime no Ippo, Ahiru no Sora, no Slam so Dunk. Good. Like, There's a ton. Free. Uh, Free. F- that one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> redefined how a lot of anime does water. Oh, dude, yeah. the water is so pretty in that yeah. show. Uh, Yoamushi Pedal is mm-hmm. a cycling show. Oh, yeah, that yeah. One. What was the tennis one? The good tennis one that was like King Prince of, of Court. Prince of Tennis? There's there's like Prince of Tennis and like Ace of Court or something like that. Oh, um, I only know Prince of Tennis, which yeah. was another one that I loved watching. I mean, I have the I have the hardback manga of that one. So now that we've covered the animes that first got us into watching anime in the first place, we're going to take a short break. So this is the time to pause, get what you need, grab a snack, maybe grab some water. Stay hydrated. We'll be right back. get right back into it so zach you were the last person talking so why don't you uh talk about the show that you really enjoy rewatching a lot it's kind of hard to rewatch this one because when i think of rewatching a show i try to find one that's 12 24 maybe 36 episodes but my most rewatched show and one i always like going back to because there's a lot of things i always miss is d gray man mm. the story of mr alan walker for those that don't know uh-huh. it's set in 19th century not a lot of technology not a lot of these like modern conveniences, but it has this war as this backdrop, right? Normal humans are going about their life. And then you have the demons 
when demons are created, when a person dies, or uh, so like say a family member dies, uh-huh. right? And you are upset by this and you pray to God, you know, I, I don't what how could they have died? Usually it's an unfortunate accident or a tragedy mm-hmm. or something like that. And God's not the one that answers in this show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a lovely, how would, how would you describe him? Like a goblin Humpty Dumpty? Like a fat goblin with an umbrella and a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> um, so I've never seen this before. Yeah. This is really funny to try yeah. to imagine. Is, well, the best thing is the umbrella talks. Is it Lero or Rero? One of the characters calls it Rero. Mm-hmm. One of the main but antagonists, it, she yeah. calls him there. And the Millennium Earl swaps between. Yeah. The umbrella talks. It's it's a character in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he shows up and he, he has this like metal suit. And you can call the person's spirit into that suit. Mm-hmm. Very much the, like a Iron Maiden. Yeah. No, not Iron an Iron Maiden. Maiden. Kind of like a like a like an exoskeleton or oh, like okay. a like at, a, at first I thought I was imagining like a knight suit. No, no. it's um it, it looks like a skeleton. Hmm. It's like a metallic skeleton. Mm. Okay, you're talking and about and it goes around the person. Okay. Yeah, it goes no, around the person. No, the soul the soul goes, goes into the, it. into it. Okay, and the then soul's piloting it now. What happens is is it's the soul is now tainted because it's come back. And the uh-huh. Millennium Earl is actually using that. Then the person you bring back murders you uh-huh. and assumes your skin. And what? that's yep. Yep. And now a devil and now an Akuma is born, a demon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Depending and on how strong your soul is. Depending on how strong your soul is and how many people you kill and consume. You get a stop. And, and and that's the premise of D Grey Man. That's let's the antagonists. Okay. And then the protagonists are the exorcists. And they are the holy warriors that fight against these demons. Uh-huh. And you follow a young kid. His name's Alan Walker. He has trained under one of the generals. There's four of them in this show. And he, it's his story and trying to figure out the problem, what's going on, um, trying to solve the demon epidemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think... The powers uh-huh. are very unique. They're mm-hmm. based on the person, the personality. There's one lady that can control time. There's one dude that uses piano strings to fucking slice and dice motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And then his particular power is he can create a gauntlet, like literal iron claw gauntlet out of his hand. Yeah. Oh. And it's based around this essence system. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, so what is it about the show that keeps you coming back? I think there's a couple things that keep me coming back. Okay. The fights never get old. There are filler which get boring. I and mean, you can skip around those. I think above all, though, it's the characters. Yeah. The antagonists. Hilarious. Are, the antagonists are hilarious, but they're malicious. Oh, they're yeah. funny. And you're laughing and you're like agreeing with some of the things you're saying. And then you realize... No, they're just killing people. If you look at their uh, their motivations by themselves, they seem kind of justified. But for the antagonists to come into this world is a horrifying process. Yeah. They're called Noah's. Yeah, based like on the... Noah's Ark. The Noah's Ark, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of symbol- symbology, symbolism. Um, that symbology. Symbol- the study, the of, study s- of symbols. Yes, no. <laughs> so, the symbolism. Symbolism. That, like religious there's a lot of um so level one Mm -hmm. all of the the demons look alike 
Yeah. When they get to level two, they take on a different shape, designs, whatever. They Become look individualistic. Mm-hmm. And then when they hit level three, they kind of revert back and look very demonish. And then level four, but level four isn't really shown in the show all that often. Yeah. Um, How many seasons is this show? So there's, One, a, there's a really long season. There's a hundred plus episodes of the first run of the show. Mm-hmm. So the the problem with D. Grayman, well, I I say problem. The the original writer for the show got sick mm-hmm. and wasn't oh, able okay. to finish a lot of the manga. So the show had stopped. Then they brought it back for another it like twelve episodes or something like that. I, I think it was either twelve or twenty four. So once the serialization comes back in, when the writer's feeling better, Which. she finishes a little bit, and then the show is able to get run again. But I didn't like the second season. Not it, take. It's. Uh, it's understandable because the power system that they use is called innocence. Uh-huh. The innocence of God coming down on earth and the Earl, he's trying to destroy innocence. So like he can destroy innocence and then that power is never being able to use again mm-hmm. because he's trying to find the heart, which is the heart controls all other. It's like the, the control center. So if he is able to destroy that then he destroys all innocence forever. So yeah. then he'll be able to just steamroll everything. But the entire purpose of the show is like, they're trying to find people that can use innocence and like maybe they have the heart and like mm-hmm. maybe you have the heart. And yeah, yeah. There was a lot of back and forth and then there's like an entity created by God to destroy both sides. Yeah. It got weird and then like... It's very confusing and I think the second, the, the second run of the show because... I think the first hundred or so episodes, whatever they did that first time, that's like the first run of the show. And then uh-huh. it basically got like family guy. It got canceled oh, man. more or less. And then they brought it back. So, um, how, so how many times have you watched it? Five, six. Wow. All a hundred episodes of the first. Yeah. Time. So it's I a watched very good it. Background show. I watched it one. I watched it through one time. The first time I ever watched it, and I sprinted through that show. Now, Mason, is this your rewatch too? Or no, I have a also a deep connection to the show because it was like one of the first things I've read, uh-huh. and then I caught up to it, and I found out that the artist is sick and still very sick. So like, yeah. it's used to be like, hey, it used to be a monthly chapter. It used to be weekly, uh-huh. and then it moved to monthly, and then there was a chapter every six months, and then I think we got one last year. Oh. Yeah, so the person's getting better and sick, and you can see, like, oh, here's two chapters. And the story that they're doing right now is very akin to a psychological thing, because, as I mentioned earlier, the the formation of a, of a new Noah, because uh-huh. there's 13 Noahs. Yeah. One is missing. So, like, they're trying to... That side is also trying to make that new Noah, or reawaken that soul. Got it. Okay, got it. So they're dealing with that, and, like, it's, it's dark. Yeah, it, it and it starts out really it, like obviously the premise of somebody taking over your skin and assuming your body is kind of dark, but it, it starts out. They play it off very light. It's very light. Mm-hmm. The power scaling in that show is also very good. Like up until like the end of that hundred episode arc, the main characters like Naruto episode five actually do really cool stuff. But like the climb, the slow and tedious climb that this character has, he gets his ass kicked more than a few times. Yeah. 2006 2008 was the original run uh-huh. i think i watched it in 2008 or 9 mm-hmm. um again while i was searching for other shows in the between ice shield 21 i watched that and then i, I probably watched it every few years after 2016 was the re was the, the rebirth and we were very excited about that and it didn't live because i thought it was going to be another 100 episodes mm-hmm. it didn't live up to expectations for a lot of people i'm hopeful 
The yeah. animation was yeah. really beautiful for the second season. Fight scenes were really cool, but the story was getting one of those lull points and when she got sick and she couldn't connect the dots of what she was doing correctly. Mm, yeah. like, you can really tell this is when she started getting sick. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. Well, hopefully uh, she gets better. Yeah, I, I really hope so, too, because it's a really good read. Yeah, it's a really good show. Yeah. So if D. Gray Man's not your rewatchable, too, Mason, what is your rewatchable? Um, so I touched upon it earlier, but uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is by far and away my most rewatched thing. Like, mm-hmm. to completion from start to end, I can never skip a second, never watch it. I think I'm on, like, my 12th watch of all 60 episodes because there's four seasons right it's like yes four so it's, it's about like 60 ish episodes so the reason why i prefer brotherhood over the normal version is because the the original version run of full metal alchemist not the brotherhood version they caught up to the manga very quickly so they had to make side stories and then they got some things and then they just ran with the person's like you're just going to keep i don't want you to keep having filler arcs so what they did is they made their own world with all the information that they had mm-hmm. and there's a distinct branch which in brotherhood is like the third or fourth episode so mm-hmm. like it seems really early but like it's a few chapters in it's because brotherhood is panel to panel the exa- almost the exact same to the manga it's the truest adaptation that i've ever seen other than my hero academia because mm-hmm. they only add on, on to the panels like they had a whole episode with froppy that was literally a single panel and they had a whole episode on that so like they're they add stuff really well but um for brotherhood it was just very clear concise this is what the manga was i read it when i was on a road trip one time and i really connected with it because i really like science mm-hmm. the whole world is based on like oh yeah this is not superpowers or anything anybody could be this if they just sat down and learned life the circle of life the all the elements that go into people all the different things and they don't have to scream out different attacks they draw their alchemy circles and whatever they want like depending on the circle they can uh create it's kind of like the power of imagination like if somebody wanted to build a spear Mm -hmm. it could be the same alchemy circle of their class i guess and then um they can make a spear or they can turn it into a fist weapon or like Whatever their style is, they if you're doing fire, like depending on you can change the velocity of the flames, the mm-hmm. how hot it burns, how wide. What if you're just trying to make a controlled fire, like a circle or something like that? Nobody is better than anybody, um, because you can always try to th- outthink your opponent and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's really nice. The animation style is very good. The characters are extremely memorable. It takes place over a few years, mm-hmm. um, so like at the very first episode, the characters are like 16, 14, 16, something like that. Uh, 16 and 14, aren't they? Two years apart. Yeah, 16 and 14. Because uh, it falls to two brothers, Edward and oh, Alphonse Elric. And they're trying to regain their bodies. Oh, okay. Because they have committed one of the ultimate taboos of the alchemy world. Oh, but, what I mean, what, what Mason just described is is one whole episode. Oh, yeah. That's like... That's just one episode. That's just one episode. That's, that's, see, that's I thought a this portion was... Of an yeah. episode, um, there's a lot of because there's a lot of backstory. Like there's a lot of fundamentals in the show, and then once you understand the fundamentals, you can like really, really yeah. enjoy the world building that they do. Because everything's like, oh, like our TV broke, <laughs> somebody call an alchemist, yeah, like, or a repair person, and like the they uh, their society works off if somebody loses their arm, like in a war, because there's wars going off all the place. Yeah, um, you can get these automatic arms or legs or appendages, and they connect to your nerves and so like it's a fully metal arm that you can 
move your fingers with or touch your toes and stuff like that. So it's a it's a real arm. You don't feel any pain with it, but like a you can control it. Yeah, one hundred percent. The society is super advanced in parts, but also seems like it's in World War Two. It's it's um it's a good show. I, I if you I mean the original still exists too. And if you were going to watch both of the shows, I don't know if you have that much time on your head. I don't have that much no. time on my head. But if you were, say, you know, had a couple uh, days, weeks of time, um, definitely watch the first original series and then go to Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. The updated visuals, the updated story. The first one's pacing is so slow. It's and drags on. It really does. And it doesn't hit a lot of the good main points that Brotherhood will bring up. Um it's also very sad. Huh. It's a very depressing. The original run is very depressing, and the the second one also has some very sad and deeply horrific parts in it. But like overall, the tone seems the pacing's better. And to me, one of the best girls has the most complete ending to any show I've ever seen in my entire life. The ending just, I was like, all right, that's I could get, I can ask for more, but like with this, I am didn't think I'd be able to get like this kind of an ending. This is just a very wraps up like a bow. Nice. Yeah, weirdly, I've never actually, I've never thought about it like that, but I was satisfied with that ending. Yeah. Yeah. That's my personal favorite. Like, what about you, Ben? Um, see, I had, I had to think about this because although I can just rewatch Attack on Titan over and <laughs> over again, I really had to sit down and think about this, and I came up with Psychopaths. Oh. I love Psychopaths. I love that show. Psychopaths is also one of the few animes that I do recommend uh, both sub and dub. Mm-hmm. Every time I rewatch this show, I, I just get chills every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. I just love the way the world is built. I love the society uh, mm-hmm. that's set up around this whole system. If you don't know what Psychopaths is, it's like a minority report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, basically, everyone has like a crime coefficient. And this number determines your mood hue. And depending on all these factors, what's going on in your head mentally, this artificial intelligence AI algorithm-like thing determines whether or not you are susceptible of committing crimes or, or not. If you and, and labels you a criminal or not a criminal, mm-hmm. the show it focuses on the police force, mm-hmm. uh, which is set up in uh, enforcers and uh, detectives. And the detectives are in charge of the enforcers. Why is that? Because the enforcers are criminals. Why are they on the police force? What? Because there's a lot of reasons why they're on the police force, whether Mm -hmm. it be like their their aptitude or what they did before the system got integrated. Mm -hmm. Because I know uh, one one of the enforcers, he was actually just a regular police officer. Mm-hmm. Right before before this AI system got introduced, and then suddenly you just seen too much shit, and they're like, "No, yeah, yeah," because it's it's not about when you commit a crime; it's your uh, possibly going to do probability, yeah. right? It's the probability. It's like your intentions in the moment, what your mood right now, because it reads so much into. Well, thank God this person. doesn't exist, because I think I would kill about a thousand well, people at worst. Here's the thing: if it existed today, I think the main thing with the gun is the most interesting part about it. Yeah. So there, there, yeah, there, there is this, this special gun that can read a person's psychopaths and basically they point it at the person and it wires that information through your hand 
into your eye, yeah. gives you a heads-up display and tells you their crime coefficient, their mood hue, all this information. And the gun will not fire to to kill somebody unless their crime coefficient is high enough. High enough. But other than that, it, it stuns them. Yeah. Fascinating concept. It's a really interesting concept. But what keeps me coming back is just the development of the characters. Because mm-hmm. you have the main enforcer guy. The main Sh- yeah. Shinyo Kagami, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the main detective girl. And, you know, this detective girl, she's a complete newbie. She only got into the police force because she scored really high on an aptitude test mm-hmm. after, like, college or something, right? Yeah. And she's just this very innocent person that's thrown into this really, really dark world. And she just has to learn the ropes. And she ultimately, you know, she introduces her own method of doing things, which is very different from what the senior inspector does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think one of the best things that the show does is the way that the villain works. Oh, yeah. And like challenges the entire idea of the show that they based it everything off, mm-hmm. which is why he's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting concept. I highly recommend this show. Like if yeah. you like sci-fi or if you liked Minority Report, like go off and watch this show. This is anything to do with like what if situations mm-hmm. like is something that's very, very deeply enthralled into the show. Yeah. I would say if you like Death Note, Death you would Note's love Psychopaths. Death Note's yeah. really good. Uh, if you like cop shows or cop movies, yeah. that one. It's also a really good one. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a banger of a show. It's a real yeah. banger of the show. It like, also gives you a lot to think about too. Mm-hmm. Before before it solves the problem, it gives you the chance to solve it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like I ever felt like it hand like spoon fed me information. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could glean a lot of information, and it tells you you know this is happening, but it's based on perspective, and mm-hmm. the show does a really good job of holding all of its cards until hell it needs to yeah and even at the end of season one you were like you still don't know a lot everything oh yeah highly recommend it so that was your most your rewatched show yeah ren tell me what's your guilty pleasure (laughs) i'm excited he's been uh avoiding the question the entire time yeah before recording during recording well i kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier in podcast but uh um, my guilty pleasure anime is free. Oh, you did okay. Yeah, I should have known. Sh- it's free. Uh, so we we touched free. upon it earlier in the podcast, saying how it changed how anime does water. Mm-hmm. Basically, how it's animated because you got to get. Come on, mm-hmm. does water great? Like it looks it, great. It. Mm. The way they show the lighting, how it disperses through the water, is just phenomenal. That on top of a great story and six pack abs, like <laughs> each each main character is like based off of a yeah a marine animal. Yeah, so each so you have is that what it is? Yeah, one of the one of the guys is based off a shark. One guy is based off a dolphin. Yeah. Oh my god, this makes so much more sense. Yeah, and their swimming style my in which they compete. In, the swimming yeah. style in which they compete, and they just. It's reflective of how they are as people, mm-hmm. what they're, what animal they're based off of. Yeah. So it's it's a really funny story of how I got into this. All right. Basically, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was a girl. Of course, there's. Like, she. We're guys. She loved this anime. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you've never seen this anime? We should watch it together." And uh, I'm just perfect. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll watch this. Yeah, yeah. And. You know, somewhere along the line, it didn't work out between me and this girl. And uh, 
You just had to know I, what I like would happen the anime. next. <laughs> yeah. I like the anime because I actually sat there and watched it, mm-hmm. I, which was very surprising because uh, all the information that I had known about this anime is that it was um, very yaoi, which is yep. the word for uh, male on male. It's um, homoerotic. Yeah, homoerotic. Like Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, you just hit a lot of people in the wrong nerve, huh? <laughs> Look, that volleyball scene—it's not your fault. It's not. Uh, anyway, so there was just a lot of stuff that I was told about this anime, or led to believe to that it was pretty much all about the guys and uh, their six-pack abs and mm-hmm. how attractive they are to the rest of the people in that world. Yeah. But then when I sat down and watched it, I'm like, whoa, these are like actual struggles between like a swim team yeah could be happening like this guy he's like the top uh swimmer for freestyle swimming but he lost his motivation Mm. and his rival wants to beat him but because this guy doesn't have any motivation he can't take pride in winning Mm -hmm. so he has to help him find his motivation Mm -hmm. and because the the whole thing was like as they when they were kids they were all like yeah i'm gonna compete in the olympics and that passion just faded away Mm -hmm. as, as soon as they got to um high school age into college mm-hmm. but yeah i genuinely enjoyed the anime the characters are really funny yeah well fun fact uh, all the characters names are unisex names oh that, yeah that, oh, okay yeah, that's actually a fun fact yeah like uh so i got introduced to that show i didn't really watch a lot of it like i watched like the the races like yeah. the swing races yeah because yeah. i was always grew up in the water i was uh because my older sister introduced it to me she was on the swim team, water polo, I did diving. I taught the swimming on for the swim team for the other side. Yeah. Like she was in the deep end. I was teaching people how to swim. Who yeah. actually ended up becoming people in the military that like had to swim all the time or people that ended up going to like college because they got a swim scholarship and stuff like that. So that was yeah. it was pretty cool. But um the show like seemed to hit my sister in a much deeper note than it did for me because like I was like during this time I was like I think it was like the pain arc of Naruto. So like I was like horse blinders onto like Boy. fight, 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 fight. Mm-hmm. Like all these different fighting shows or psychological shows. But like she like she likes more like slice slice of life kind of things. Yeah. And yeah, the show, the like, show is very much a slice of life. Yeah, it's a very much slice of life kind of thing. And like the water, she like kicked down my door one night. She's like, "Hey, did you watch the show yet?" I'm like, "No, I don't want to watch the show. Like, it, I don't really watch a lot of slice of life stuff." Which I then, after the show, started watching some, and then like some of the all time favorite shows. But uh, she's like, "Just watch the water animation because it has actually changed how all animation has changed for drawing water." And to this day, it's a global phenomenon. Like this, you can date back. The change of water and the reflections and the ripples of water is because of this show and the engine that they created mm-hmm. for the show. I appreciate what they have done for anime as a whole. Like it, if oh, it yeah. does not go down as like a pivotal show, it should go down as a technological marvel. Yeah, one hundred percent. Actually, Free is also one of the first uh, animes that, in the Japanese dub or the Japanese version, right? Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've seen foreigners portrayed and there's actual foreign voice actors oh, there's, and there's no of, english yeah I was about to say, yeah, there's, of there's no japanglish there, it's it's english there's english speaker they're actually australian wow oh I, yeah because he goes to australia yeah he goes point. to australia i've watched the show <laughs> like, 
I've only watched the race part, so I didn't know that part. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, like, I appreciate that in, so much. In, in short, basically, one of the characters uh, transfers to Australia for their college scholarship, and they study okay. in Australia. Okay. And uh, uh, the other character goes and visits and stays with the host family that is there. Mm-hmm. And I just remember this because it's just like this Japanese boy, he walks up to this Australian household he tries speaking English to them, and it's like, oh, yeah, Japanese accent. Yeah. But then they reply, and it's just, good day. How you doing? And it's like, what? You're like, what the fuck? What? Oh, good day. Are you Rin? That's yeah, great. Let's come what? on into the house. Yeah, pretty Got much. some shrimps on the barbie. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Like, Sorry, all of Australia. Um, all of Australia. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> just, but yeah. you're welcome, Australia, for <laughs> showing you free. <laughs> oh, dear God. But, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that always, like, irks me. Japanglish, uh, it just with a show like doing simul dubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those that don't know, simul dubs is like the Japanese and the English version of the show come out at the exact same time, give or take a few hours or a day. They pretty much release at the same time. If they're doing that, why can't they? Somebody has to te- speak English, or they have to speak Japanese. If you flip the roles, yeah. Why can't you? Just why can't pass you just have off? the other voice actor instead of having? Oh my god! Yeah, like that was really shitty. It's, Joseph it's- Joestar, but like you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm just thinking of Orisuke. Bench Coon. We'll get to that eventually. But. Eventually. Oh, God. But what, what are your guys' guilty pleasure anime? Um, I, I, I'll take this one. You got it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zach, tell us. I have... There are... I there are so many shows I have watched that I... <laughs> guilty pleasure... Uh, testament of my devil sister could uh, <laughs> call high school DXD to the forefront. Uh, uh, um, Monster Masumi. Eche. Sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's going to be Beelzebub. Oh, if you've never the, heard uh, of this, classics. Show, yeah, it's 2011. Real simple premise, but there's a little twist to it. So the, it follows one main character. His name is Oga. Or ogre um, is like what his nickname is, and he's a new high school student that's literally hailed as the greatest fighter. And he's going into a delinquent school because he has to, or he just because that's where he's gonna end up because he just uh, he's the the whole he's show, a troublemaker. The, yeah, they're all bullies though. They're all they're all. It's a school full of like people, dick who, kids, dick kids. Um, <laughs> They all have, you know, something. And and at this school, there's the top four fighters. And, you know, he has to, you know, typical anime, right? Mm -hmm. The twist, he has a baby with him the whole time. Is it his baby? It's not his baby. It is the new demon lord's baby. The D. So it's it's Satan's baby. (laughs) It's Satan's baby. Beelzebub. For those of you who aren't so familiar with anime, uh, the demon king is a very common yeah. character. They literally don't yeah, they just call it like he like hell is a real place to like inanimate at all yep. times. There's a um <laughs> oh, the first episode and this is why it's my favorite is literally so this this dude just literally gets done beating up a group of people by a river, right? Yeah. And as he's looking, there's a dude just floating, floating down this river with a freaking twirly mustache, right? <laughs> he saves the dude, the dudes in like pink boxer shorts and a, and a wife beater, gets him out of the water and he stands up, opens up his whole body to light and then a baby just comes out. 
and the baby becomes attached to him. And that's the beginning of the show. Oh my God. And, <laughs> and literally like is my guilty pleasure because it's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's, the 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 baby is a demon, right? So anytime he cries, he electrocutes the shit out of everybody. Oh so God. there are literally points where he's like, oh, he's crying, and he tosses him at a group of people, and the baby <laughs> just like shock grenades Ingenuity. all over him. Oh my gosh! Have, um, you seen, have you seen this, Mason? I've read parts of it, and I've seen bits and pieces. Like I saw this one part where uh, they have a fight in a hallway with a girl with a sword, and she's uh, slicing yes. up windows, she's and he's just so tossing the baby around. She she's one of the she's one of the four. The uh-huh. four main bosses, and she literally um, is the leader of all of the girls. She got all of the girls in her school under her banner, something like a Valkyrie. Yeah, oh, okay. basically. Um, and she practices swords, and like she's kendo so, or something like that. Yeah, no, um, it's like a legitimate sword style that, like, she's so strong she can cut through the school with mm-hmm. a wood sword. Oh, oh, like concrete. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she cuts through window concrete like perfect slices. And the whole point that you learn this in the first episode, so it's not really much of a spoiler, but the whole, whole reason the baby is with Oga is because the baby needs the strongest, most evil person to grow up with because oh. the demon King doesn't want to he, he literally, he's a deadbeat. He's, he's a deadbeat. He's, he literally <laughs> doesn't give a flying fiddlesticks about it. So he, he sends him off to him and in Oga, what he does is he's trying to get beat by these four. Oh, he's just desperately trying to get he's out of the situation. He's trying to get rid of him. And so in that fight, he, he technically is beating the, 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 I think her name's Kunikita. Um, but he goes like, do you want this baby? And she goes like, is he proposing to me? Like typical <laughs> anime, like, like romance things. As you would do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just, uh, the show only know. had. I think it was like a two year run. I think uh, manga was going for a long run though. Yeah. It's funny. It's quirky. There's cool fights and the demon maid that comes with the baby. Oh yeah. Is super funny and like staying in the house. And so like everyone's like, and she like helps out and they, his parents are like, did you get her pregnant? Is she like our child? Is this our grandbaby? It's like they have no idea what's going on. Oh, so, um, so why is this considered your guilty pleasure? Because I know for me with Free, there's a lot of weird stigma around it. And, yeah. And people don't really go to watch it. You know what I'm saying? So what? why is this considered your guilty pleasure anime? The baby doesn't have a diaper on the whole time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's literally, they literally draw the baby dick oh, <laughs> and the baby ass and he'll like pee on. Like it's, it's like, don't get me wrong. This isn't like super gross or like, it's, it's just like the two, it's two just, lines. If somebody watched me watch it, they would be like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> and I'm like, and you know, don't get me wrong. Um, like it's a really good show, but I think I rarely talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it. Exactly. We talk about it. Yeah. It's just one of those shows that like is in the recesses of my mind and like I'll go back and watch an episode or two, but it's it's generally because of the just the nudity of the child and I'm like, this oh. is weird and uncomfortable <laughs> and I have to ignore that part of it. And they don't censor any of it. Oh, what about for you, Mason? Guilty pleasure anime. Okay, so this guilty pleasure anime is uh something that like uh I'll binge watch fights or arcs not like entire shows, but this show, like I've really only sat down once to like watch, but like I've watched like the last four episodes, like time and time again, whatever. Like, so it's called familiar of zero familiar of zero. It is a very unknown show. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's, 
people that do know it like it, but it came out in 2006. Okay. It was recommended to me by one of our mutual friends uh, uh, because I got in a really bad breakup. I was really sad, just trying to like figure out what to do. And uh, like I was, for me, it was like one of the darker places I've been. And uh, he was like, hey, watch this show and then watch Toradora because like they're very similar. Like mm-hmm. if you've watched Toradora, like it's kind of like angry, small, tsundere kind of girl. Yeah. Like is the is the main yeah. ca- one of the main characters. Well, what's a tsundere real quick? A tsundere is a uh, a girl that's like I hate you, Baka, but secretly is like super in love with them. But like they can't express their feelings correctly. Mm-hmm. For Westerners, that would be Helga from Hey Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, she kind of gets. She's kind of like a yandere sometimes. Of like, yeah. I will kill a motherfucker. Yeah. Y- yandere is a if I can't be with you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, no one could be with no you. No one can be with you. Yeah. So you were saying. Anyways, so this show is kind of a, it's an isekai, and the isekai is uh, transporting into a different world, uh, regardless of like, <laughs> have I watched this one? I'm trying to think, because oh, it up. sounds very familiar. Here, here's um, a here's a photo just for you, you have yeah. reference. We'll go um, over different uh, genres at a later episode. Yeah. So what happens is this guy just walking down the street, and then just sees like, a circle and he just rotates around. And he's like, what the fuck is this circle thing? Like, why is this like a floating disc? Like my size, like just the middle of the street and nobody else can see it. So he pokes it and then he just gets sucked into it. And then what happens is this world runs off magic. And this girl named Louise and uh, summons the main character, uh, Saito, uh, through this portal. Cause she needed a familiar, mm-hmm. like normally they'd be like a snail or a, a lizard or like a dragon or something like that. She gets this dude. Mm-hmm. This dude just pops out, and <laughs> this dude, <laughs> this dude, Whoa. and he just appears, and like he's just like, "What the fuck just happened?" And like he has now like rune glyphs on his hand, and he's like, "I don't know what is happening," and. In this world, this is very reminiscent of how to not summon a demon lord. Very. Um. So, but what happens is a. Uh, they're like, all right, cool. You just have this useless piece of shit, dude, because you're a useless piece of shit mage. Because anytime she tries to make a spell, it just explodes. Oh, she just. Oh, she's one of those. No, she tries. She's not trying. She just, it just explodes, and then eventually you find out she's got a special kind of magic. Um, oh, okay. Special. Special kind of magic. Um, but so she's just like, all right, cool. You're my ma- you're my familiar. Just you're. I I guess I have a butler as as my familiar. Whatever. So she uh, chains him up, like literally gives him a collar with a cane, uh, with like chain links on it, drags him around. And he, uh, he's like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, shut up, dog. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So this guy's just in for a horrible time. And then uh, she doesn't treat him, doesn't see him as a human. Like she's just like, yeah, you're just blah, whatever. So she'll just like be sleeping in, a, in, his, in, <laughs> in her room. And he's like, I shouldn't be here. Like girls and guys should not be sleeping together because like he's like 16 or something like that. Yeah. Like 16, 18. Yeah, yeah very like immature kind of guy and he's like a she's like why you're not human you're not a person Jesus. you're not gonna do anything to me and Whoa. he's like but uh but i'm a guy she's like i'm gonna shit you Jesus. sleep on that you sleep on the hay in the corner <laughs> this all happens in the first episode but uh eventually they uh they grow together like he finds out that like any weapon he could use, he has pure mastery over ma- over weaponry well, that's badass. Yeah, so he just Wait picks up a, a sword and he's just like, I don't know what to do. And he just does some crazy sword stuff. He's like, I guess I can use swords. And then they throw an axe at him and he just uses an Wait, axe. That, that's actually OP. It's it's pretty OP. Like, he's a very OP character once you find out, like, his powers and stuff like that. And, like, then he gets a sword that can talk to him. <laughs> like, 
the hilt just moves like a mouth and it's it's really funny but like a what happens is this world has uh just every so often just random portals will appear and uh-huh. people get summoned to that world and like a lot of japanese people have been summoned summoned to this world <laughs> coincidentally so no, a lot so of like, japanese people <laughs> so there's this uh like village of like japanese descendants oh okay so like it's a it's a pretty main plot point because the two girls that are always fighting over his attention is like eventually the girl the louise realizes like i kind of have feelings for you but like you're mine because you're my familiar like i own you she has that kind of mindset but like is very jealous over him yeah like because any girl that shows up there's like oh you're like uh different like ooh, you're a uh, japanese ooh, what's up how you doing uh and he's just like i don't know what's happening i'm just gonna go over here with my stupid blue coat um <laughs> And he, uh, and then he eventually finds this girl who's just a random maid, and he's like, "Why do you look like me? Like, are you Japanese? She's like, descendant?" And he's like, "What?" And like, this whole goes down a whole little rabbit trail. But like, this show, like, it's so wholesome and like, surprisingly, like, there are episodes that like straight up just made me ball like a baby. And like, oh it, like it was this show. This show like helped me get out of this kind of like weird depression I was in. Very uncharacteristic of me, and like, it helped me cry because like. Normally, if I wanted to cry, like, I'm like, oh, okay, let me just get a few tears out. I just watch a few ep- specific episodes of Naruto. And if, not spoiling Naruto, but if you know Naruto, there are some certain sad parts of Naruto. Yeah. yeah. I'd go um, and watch. We, we all know. I would go and watch specific reactionary episodes of mm-hmm. people finding out this person died. Yeah. I'd go and watch that, get my cry out, be healthy, happy, go on. But this show just like hit me so deep in the feels and like, it's a very beautiful love story because eventually they've learned like they love each other and they're like, they love each other. And then she's like, Hey, if I love you, I got to let you go. And then he's trying to like figure out a way to get back. And like, there's like this whole like dual parallelism kind of thing for mm-hmm. only a few episodes, but like still like it's a, it's a very beautiful love story. There are some like death fake outs that like really cement the tears oh, and man. like, but like, then you find out like they're like, well, technically was kind of permanent death. So like it was a, it's a really beautiful show. It was 2006. It's a very old show. It's very dated. It looks old. It's a, I love trash shows, but it looks trash. It's pretty trashy, but like there are some episodes that like really connect with me. And then like, a, if you like Toradora, it's a very similar show. Mm. So okay. uh, yeah, that's my uh, guilty pleasure. I've only watched it as a whole, the three seasons one time, but like uh, there are a few episodes that I go back to all the time. All right. Well, that has been the Anime Enthusiast Podcast. Thank you for listening. And uh, join us next time when we talk about anime and anime and anime. And anime. And maybe some more anime. And Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. No, I'm kidding. Um, thank you again, folks. You can catch us on our social medias. I, I'm at the Wise Polish Man on Twitter. Uh, Magic Ranger on Twitter. Magic what? Magic Ranger. Oh, okay. One cool Asian underscore on Instagram. And there you go. There you go. All right. Thanks, folks. <laughs>